We have been marching through conferences, talking about team matchups and who the must-watch players might be for the 2022-23 college basketball season. Media days have come and gone, but who sits atop of the heap to start the season? It must be top 25 time, and it starts right now. Are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday, friends. It is October 24th, 2022. I am Missy Heydrich, National Women's Basketball Correspondent at The Next. So happy that you could join us here today. Thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code L O C K E D O N. You can follow me, Missy Hydrick, at Twitter, um, at Missy Hydrick on Twitter, and be sure to follow the next at the next tube and this podcast at Locked On Women's Basketball. You want to find all of my amazing colleagues at the next over at our website at thenexthoops.com as well. We will keep you up to date on everything going on all across college basketball and more. The past couple of weeks, we have dove into a host of conferences to highlight games and teams all across the country. Today, it's time to dissect the next top 25 preseason poll done by yours truly. We'll go through all 25 teams starting at number one and tell you how we got here and what will swing those rankings all season long. But let's remember, every season starts with questions. Way too many to answer right now. I feel like it's a time where coaches have a lot of questions. This is go time. They've been in practice now for a few weeks. They had their summer. They had their early, the, the when kids came back to campus in the fall. Then you hit the traditional start of practice. That's really when the rubber starts to meet the road. But I think in that practice time, coaches have so many different questions. Who's going to fill a spot here? Does this transfer really going to pan out for us? Do we have enough talent? What about this injury situation we find ourselves with? What does it look like? Are they taking in all of the information and all of the offensive and defensive assignments that we're going through in practice every day? Is it just too much? And if your coaches, sometimes it all blends together. They've got a host of questions on their grease board and you're just trying to figure out what day it is. But we're going to dive in and figure out, let's look at the top 25 teams before the season starts and really why they're there and what some of those reasons are. For me, it all starts at number one, and that is South Carolina Gamecocks, the defending national champions. I have a saying, I use it all the time. If you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best. And that's what South Carolina truly is about. The best part about what Don Staley has for this season is she's got a roster that comes back. She is just continuing to reload. And when you have the national player of the year and someone like Aaliyah Boston, who's coming back for another season, that allows you to build. It's allowed to take the pieces of the puzzle that they had last year and carry them over into the 22-23 season. 
So this South Carolina team, they're going to be one to knock off. We know that they've got a non-conference schedule that's going to get them some challenge, and then it's going to be diving into the SEC where you're going to see quality teams night in and night out. But I think the thing that starts to set South Carolina apart above and beyond their ability to score the basketball, I love how they play defense, and they're willing to get in and defend. They will mix it up. They will rebound. They will pressure you. Sometimes it might be full court. Sometimes it might be half court. Sometimes it might be a jump and run and a quick trap. All of those things throw people out of their game. They want to disrupt you, and they want to make you play uncomfortable. That's what South Carolina did all last season. I look for them to do that again this year. A couple names to keep in mind outside of Aaliyah Boston. They get freshman redshirt freshman guard Raven Johnson back. She only played just a couple games last season because of an injury. She'll be back. Gives them even more depth in their backcourt. And one of the players I really like is 6'1 senior Bria Beal. I think she start, she started all 37 games last season in that national championship run. And she's just got talent. Not only her ability to rebound and defend, but if they need points and someone to get to the rim, she can do that. They do not have Destiny Henderson. She's off the WNBA, but look for them to continue to reload in that backcourt. And South Carolina is number one for me. Number two for me has been Stanford, a team that has been won the most games out of anybody in the country in the last two years. They got back to the final four. Now, a lot of familiar faces for Tara Vanderveer no longer on that roster. That does leave them some questions. But when you've got players like Haley Jones and Cameron Brink back, that really helps. But there's also some other matchup problems. I like a player like Ashton Prechtel because she can step people out. Even at 6'5", she's got a great knack to be able to shoot that three. And that really creates a matchup problem for a lot of teams, not only in the Pac-12, but in throughout their regular their non-conference season as well. They are favored to win another Pac-12 title. They've got the, one of the best recruits in the country coming in, 6'7", Lauren Betts. She comes from Colorado. It's a huge front court addition to go with Cameron Brink. I really do like the Stanford team. Again, one of the best in the country the last couple of years. If you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best. Number three for me is out of the SEC, and that is Tennessee. If the Lady Vols can duplicate how they started last year, I think that'll be a really good sign for Kelly Harper. Now they graduated Ray Burrell, but it is a reload. And this is one of many teams across the country that went into the transfer portal, hit it hard and found a lot of talent. Here are some names to keep in mind. Rika Jackson coming from Mississippi State, Jillian Hollingshead from Georgia, Jasmine Powell from Minnesota, Jasmine Franklin from Missouri State, all key contributors on their teams and they will be this year on both ends for Tennessee. Guard Jordan Horston comes back. She's their leading returning scorer. And they also have some talented recruits coming in. The number 11th ranked player in the class of 2022, a 6'4 wing, and Justine Passat. So I look for this Tennessee team to make a lot of noise in the SEC. Now at number four, that is Iowa. And you really cannot count out the Hawkeyes and what Lisa Bluter's been able to put together with her roster. But it starts with Caitlin Clark, one of the best scorers and all-around players in the country. She is back. She's also got help, and that's what you like to see. Now, this has been an Iowa team that can score the basketball. A lot of questions has been about their defense. They're going to have to elevate that and probably be more of an elite defensive team this season to go with their scoring punch. But you've got players like Monica Sinano, who's inside, one of the best shooters in the country, has led the nation in field goal percentage the last couple of years. They've also got some help in the backcourt. Veterans like Kate Martin, McKenna Warnock, Gabby Marshall, 
all key contributors. And the biggest thing I think will be also finding another perimeter threat. Someone can help off balance with Caitlin Clark. And I would look at someone in a central Michigan transfer in Molly Davis. She averaged almost 19 points a game last year at central Michigan. Doesn't necessarily need to do that this year at Iowa, but they are the favorites to win the big 10 and the Hawkeyes are looking for more hardware this season. All right, in at number five for me, we go to the ACC. This is a surprise for a lot of people, but I really do like this Notre Dame team. I like what they bring back and what Neil Ivey has been able to establish now in her third year and also what they have been able to bring in. You've got a couple big-time super sophomores in Olivia Miles and Sonia Citron. Those two coming back now in their sophomore season, that's a big get and that's a huge boost with your front court and your back court. But it also comes down to the fact that they got some really good transfers to help them in the post. It's probably one of the places when you had a player like Maddie Westfeld, she might have to play a little bit out of position sometimes. But they've got depth and now they've got players like Lauren Ebo who come from came from Texas. Kylie Washington comes from Oregon. They add some much needed punch. And then even a little bit more depth at that backcourt and a player like Jenna Brown from Stanford. All of those can be big contributors for this Notre Dame team. A lot of people have questioned their defense. I like how they compete on the defensive end. They're going to get out and go because they've got shooters and scores. I like the Fighting Irish. And now at number six, that's where we head to the Big 12, and that is Iowa State Cyclones for me. Now, the 21-22 season, one of the best in history for Iowa State. They won 28 games a year ago, advanced to the Sweet 16, and I would be looking for Iowa State to have much of the same type of season. They are the preseason pick to win the Big 12, and this is a Cyclone team that is run by a super senior, and that is Ashley Jones. She's the preseason pick for Big 12 Player of the Year, and really as the Cyclones go, is how Ashley Jones will go this season. But she gets a lot of help from some experience. And they've got a great trio of guards with Ashley Jones, Lexi Donarski, and Emily Ryan. Emily Ryan runs the show out there at the point. And then you've got Lexi Donarski, who is the 2022 Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. Now, a lot fell to the shoulders of a player, Morgan Kane. She comes back as well as a redshirt senior and returns in the post, really carried a lot of that load, but she does a lot of good things, can change up the defense. You allow this Iowa State team to shoot threes and get out in transition, but they also got a 6'6 transfer in Stephanie Suarez, who will be a big contributor. And she's the kind of player with a game that is transferable to what Bill Finley likes to do and how the Cyclone team will want to control the Big 12. All right, we're going to dive in, hit number six, and keep going in just a couple minutes. But before we do that, We've got to talk about whether or not you've been out there trying to figure out all of the options on all of these games, players, even points. Well, prize picks is the way to go for daily fantasy. How does it work? Well, you pick two to five players and they will go. And if they go and score more or less in their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, WNBA, eSport, NASCAR, tennis, you name it, it's all there. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals and currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. 
So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Packs will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match for up to $100, and that's at Prize Picks. All right, everybody, let's talk a little bit more. I am Missy Heidrich, and thanks for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Now make your second listen game-to-game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game-to-Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. You can follow Game-to-Game on Locked On NBA, available on Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. I am Missy Heidrich. Thank you for joining us here on Locked On Women's Basketball. We are talking our preseason top 25 from the next. And again, done by yours truly. I know there's going to be a lot of people out there that don't necessarily agree, but I'm hopeful that you see where I put some of these teams because of the reasons why. So many of them, especially in that top five, probably our top 10, it really comes down to experience, outstanding players that return. Not as many question marks with these teams as we might find as we get deeper into this 25. All right, we ended at six. That was the Iowa State Cyclones. And at number seven for me are the Texas Longhorns, another Big 12 team. Picked to finish second. We know the last two years the Longhorns have run it to the Elite Eight. They haven't been able to get over the hump. Will this be the year? Vic Schaefer has put together another outstanding roster, and it's built with some returners that are young, but also a host of really dynamic transfers. But for me, it's all led with Rory Harmon. She was the 2022 Big 12 Freshman of the Year, and I just love this player's energy. I love the fact that it's unstoppable, and she is willing just to get in there and defend, sets the tone for this team, and then allows her offense just to carry from there. But she's going to get some help this year from some big times transfers. One to keep an eye on. I really like Shaylee Gonzalez. She comes from BYU. She's been an All-American talent there in the WCC. And I think she could be a big contributor as well as Taylor Jones comes from Oregon State. Now she was out with injury quite a bit last season, but that does give them another look and a different kind of player in that front court to go against some of their younger players, players like Aaliyah Moore and Deanna Gaston, who really were able to come on late in the year for the Longhorns. This is a loaded roster for Texas. Look for them to make some noise, not only in the Big 12, but throughout the country. And they've got some big time non-conference games as well. Number eight is Louisville. I always think Jeff Wall seems to be the master of finding the right fit in the portal. It isn't perfect for everybody, but if you know what you're looking for and you know what fits your system and fits your culture and program, then sometimes it might be a little simpler. And I think Jeff Walls has made it simple. He's been able to go again this year and find some players in the portal that I think can really help with those returners. But it all starts out front when you've got a player like Haley Van Lift. She's their leading scorer from last year almost 15 points a game. You're going to get transfers. Morgan Jones from Florida State. Chrislyn Carr comes from Syracuse, and that will give them more experience and some other options. You've got Liz Dixon, Olivia Cochran. Those players are back. They are going to have to continue to play big and control the glass and give this Louisville squad an opportunity to get out and run when they want, but they'll also make it a half-court game, and that makes them very tough to beat in the ACC. 
Now, NC State, they're coming off what was, everyone knew, a heartbreaking loss in the Elite Eight to UConn. And you've got some faces that left. But I think Wes Moore knows, knew that he had to go out and he had to replace some of those veteran faces, and they were able to do that. They got 6'5", River Baldwin from Florida State, 6'3", Mimi Collins from Maryland. Those are the type of impact players in the post that you need to go with dynamic guards. Diamond Johnson returns, as did Jakia Brown-Turner, a three-point threat and also a penetrator. But one of the biggest names in the transfer portal came back to her own state. And it will be interesting to see how Sanaya Rivers, the 2021 National Gatorade Player of the Year, she's a North Carolina resident, grew up there. She went to South Carolina for a year, was on that national championship team for Don Staley, but now she is back at NC State. What kind of impact can she have and how soon will it be? A question on the grease board for Westmore but they've still got a lot of talent to play in the ACC. All right, number 10, a Big Ten team, and that is Indiana for me. I love the consistency that this Indiana program has had over the last few seasons. They just continue to grind it out and win games. They lost some, thing, they lost some players to graduation, but Grace Berger is back as well as Mackenzie Holmes, their top rebounder and scorer from a year ago. I really like this duo, and they account for a lot, but – You've got to give credit to this Indiana coaching staff is looking in the portal and trying to fill some holes. I think they did that with Alyssa Geary, who's a 6'4 post player. She comes from Providence, where she started all 30 games a year ago. And one of the best three-point shooters in the Big Ten, who has been at Minnesota the last few years, Sarah Scalia. She is now at Indiana, a huge perimeter threat for them. I think that opens up the bubble. And they also got Sydney Parrish. She came from back to her home state of Indiana. She was at Oregon for a couple seasons. She gives them another perimeter threat as well. I like this Indiana team. Again, not afraid to defend. They'll shoot, they'll run, they'll score, but they will D you up when they need to. A big time foe in the Big Ten, the second here in the top 10, along with Iowa. Number 11 for me, back to the Big 12, that's Oklahoma Sooners. If I'm Jenny Baranchik, she had a great first year last year. They get back to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2018. But she's got three super seniors. That doesn't happen very often. That is veteran leadership and experience. Maddie Williams, Taylor Robertson, and Ana Yunusa. Now, Yunusa was not healthy. She didn't get to play in the Big 12 season last year. They had her for part of the preseason and non-con but did not see time in the Big 12, that will be a huge lift. They played small a lot last year. They counted on their guards to do heavy lifting in the post and to rebound a lot, but they did get some size with some freshmen. I think that will help in the recruiting class, but then also players like Liz Scott, who just plays big and works hard and rebounds. And they also had a, a freshman who was part of the Big 12 all-freshman team, Kelby Washington, their point guard. She's back for her sophomore season. I just like this Oklahoma team. They play with freedom. They love to score. They just love to create and they find open shots, but they're also going to have to defend in the Big 12 to stay in this top 25. All right, number 12 is North Carolina. We head back to the ACC. Courtney Banghart, she enters her fourth season in Chapel Hill. She's now got a lot of experience on that roster. She's able to have players like Deja Kennedy, Kennedy Todd Williams, Alyssa used to be. They're all back. Defense sets the tone, but also getting some players back who missed last season because of injury I think is huge. You're going to see the return of Tioni Key. Guards Ariel Young, Kayla McPherson, they will be back from injury. But then also 
some big time talent that comes in and that allows this North Carolina team to have a lot of weapons on the floor. But as we said, defense sets the tone in Chapel Hill. Look for the Tar Heels to make some noise. Number 13 for me is also another ACC ACC team, and this is Virginia Tech. The Hokies finished last year 23-10, and 10, second consecutive NCAA tournament trip, and they have loaded up with talent. It really helps when you have the ACC Player of the Year back, and that is with Alyssa Kitley, and I really like what she's able to do at 6'6". She's just so versatile, and also their guard out front, Georgia Amore, she's the second in assists in the ACC last year and averaged almost 11-plus a game. But it was all about the transfer portal and elevating what they could do, and that comes with two big gets. Ashley Owasu and Taylor Sewell. Owasu comes three-time All-Big Ten selection at Maryland. She's just an all-around threat. And also, when you bring in Taylor Sewell, who comes from Boston College, she averaged almost 16 points a game last year there. So this is a, a dynamic Virginia Tech team now with a lot more weapons. And you cannot simply just guard in the front court and guard their ACC Player of the Year. You're going to have to honor everyone on the floor. Number 14 is to the SEC, and that is Kim Mulkey and her rebuild of the LSU Tigers. Second year, the first year was almost a success. It feels like on every level, from fan engagement to their success on the floor to raising the national conversation about LSU again. Kim Mulkey was able to do that. She lost a lot. Alexis Morris comes back really as the most experienced player to lead this team at that point guard position. But it is going to be about not only top recruits, and some big-time transfers, and that really is headlined by Angel Reese. The Maryland transfer averaged almost 18 a game last season. She can be a dominant force on both ends. Look for her to make a lot of waves in the SEC this season. And Ohio State, they are number 15 for me. Kind of flew under the radar in 21-22. Keep in mind, they weren't in the NCAA tournament that year before because of their self-imposed sanctions. So they kind of flew under everybody's radar. And I think that's kind of maybe where Kevin McGuff likes to have it because this team does bring back some experience and it is in their backcourt. Two of the very best, I think, in the Big Ten and not only creating shots for themselves, but for other players. And that has to be J.C. Sheldon and super senior Taylor McKissell, and I really like those two players. They're going to need some help in the post. They're going to have to play big because we know the Big Ten is big from top to bottom, but they can defend and they will get up and down and they will score. Ohio State is in at number 15. All right, in just a moment, we are going to talk about number 16 through 25 and answer maybe some more questions. But again, as we said, there are just way too many questions out there. We don't have all the answers yet. But first, let me tell you a little bit about our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find out all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. I like to remind everybody, I live in the state of Kansas. Sports wagering is now legal. And so it's hard to find people, even on a daily basis, who aren't on their apps and they're coming up with all different ways that they can do it. Well, Bet Online is an awesome source of information. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB, the World Series is now set. We get the Phillies and the Astros. That's coming up in just a few days. MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. 
All right, everybody. I am Missy Heydrich. Thank you for joining us here on Locked On Women's Basketball. We've been talking about the top 25. All right, we've made it to the end. Well, sort of to the end. We're getting close. We're number 16 right now. That, for me, is the Arizona Wildcats. I really like this squad. They had kind of an up-and-down season. We're never able to really ride the wave of a lot of wins in a row. But at 21-8 and last year, it was another NCAA run for this Arizona program. They did lose some people out of the that went into the portal, but then they were able to tap into the portal. And I think bring in some athletes that are going to help them on both ends. I like Lauren Fields, who comes from Oklahoma State, as Mary Martinez, who was an all Big 12 performer as well at West Virginia. They've got playmaking ability, along with another Pac-12 transfer who comes actually in state. And that was Jada LaVille. She was Arizona State's top scorer from a year ago, almost 16.6 a game. That's going to be a big boost for Arizona. But they've got great veterans on this squad. Players like Kate Reese, Lauren Ware, Shania Pellington at point guard. That is going to help them take those veterans and mold some of these new faces and put it together. And also with a big-time recruiting class. And that comes with a 6'4 forward and Maya Najee, she was the number nine player in the class of 2022. She's from the state of Minnesota, but she's going to school in Arizona. I think she traded in the snow for the sun, and we'll see how sunny it stays in Tucson all season long. Number 17, back to the Big Ten, and that is Maryland. And Brenda Free, she's no stranger to the transfer portal. We know she saw players leave, but she could go find some talent. She's got a senior, Diamond Miller, who is back, averaged almost 13 games, 13 points a game last year, but only was in 22 games. She's got to stay healthy. She's got to avoid injury for them to be able to get that new talent. One of those names to keep track of, six-foot guard forward Abby Myers from Princeton. A lot of people wonder, well, she's in the portal because she exhausted her eligibility in the Ivy League. They did not honor that extra year. Therefore, she's in the portal and she's now at Maryland. I think she can be a contributor. But I look for this Terrible team. They're going to play fast. They're going to spread the floor and they're going to force their opponents to scramble and cover a lot of scoring firepower all over the floor. Look for Maryland to make some noise. Number 18 is back to the Big 12, and that's Baylor for me. I liked what Nikki Collin did in the first year. It was big, big shoes to step into in Waco, but she managed the ups and downs and everything that comes with it. They won their 12th consecutive regular season Big 12 title. Now, she's got some great returners and guards like Sarah Andrews and Jamie Asbury. She's got a senior in Caitlin Bickle, who just does a little bit of everything and works so hard on the floor. But some big transfers and a couple new faces also help. One of the best to keep your eye on. She's been listed as the preseason newcomer of the year in the Big 12. Asia Blackwell comes from Missouri. She is a rebounder and just a beast on the boards, but she can score the basketball. And also you've got a couple others in a guard from Stanford and also Drayana Edwards from Kentucky, who I think is also another great scorer both inside and outside. So a lot of versatility for this Baylor team. They're going to spread the floor. They're going to screen a lot. They're going to make you work on defense, but they will also get up and defend people as well. Number 19 is UConn. And I know a lot of people have asked me, how can you have UConn at 19? Well, let's go back a few minutes when we talked about all those questions that coaches have in their grease boards. One of them is what happens when injury impacts our season? And that's really what this UConn team is about. With Paige Becker's not available out with an ACL injury that she sustained in August, it looks really different. We also have to keep in mind 
that UConn lost three fantastic players off last season's Final Four team, and Avina Westbrook, Kristen Williams, and, and Olivia Nelson-Adota. Those are big shoes to fill. So then you've got to keep AZ Fudge. She's got to be able to stay healthy. And this UConn team is going to have to mold around some new faces, players that are going to have to step in. I don't think they're going to finish the season at 19. They'll finish probably quite higher. But when there's so many questions headed into a season and you're not quite sure what you're going to get, it's really hard to put them, for me, much higher than number 19. Number 20 is Nebraska. I love this Cornhusker squad. Amy Williams has so much talent coming back. It is led by Alexis Markowski. She was the 2022 Big Ten Freshman of the Year. She's a native of Lincoln, Nebraska. They bring a ton of fans, and that is going to be a tough place to play. But also wonderful experience out front that coaches just dream about. And players like Jazz Shelley. And they also get Sam Habby back. She's back to that backcourt veteran that really helps a lot. And also a transfer from South Dakota, Maddie Kroll. She's a 5'9 guard. She'll defend, but she can also shoot the three. So this is a Nebraska team now with a lot of weapons, veteran leadership, a couple new faces. And I like that blend when you go to Lincoln. Look for the Cornhuskers to make some noise. Number 21 for me is Oregon. Now, a place that has always seen the transfer portal and that door kind of swing both ways, players coming in and players coming out. But Kelly Graves really has a knack to be able to keep players in his program and to find that right fit. A lot like what Jeff Walls has done at Louisville. They may not necessarily make a lot of waves early, but you're going to remember this Oregon team late in the season when you've got fantastic point guard, like all Pac-12 junior, Tahina Pow Pow. She's got to stay healthy. We know there's the seasons when she hasn't been, has been a struggle for the Ducks. If she's healthy, that helps a lot. Sedona Prince, now in her last season there at Oregon, she's going to have to be more of a force in the post. She likes to play outside. She's got to get in the paint. She's got to mix it up. And she's got to be a rebounding force as well for Oregon. But they also have the number two recruiting class per ESPN coming in. Players like Chance Gray, a top 10 player in the class, a dynamic guard with three-point range. Grace Van Sluten, another top 20 recruit and a sharpshooter. And Janae Assay, they also have all of these threats. So it's youth with experience, some new faces, and a team to watch in Eugene. Number 22 is one of our first mid-major spots, and it goes to South Dakota State. The Jackrabbits have pretty much all of their roster back from a year ago, and they are looking to stay healthy. That's going to be the key. Can they stay healthy on this roster? Maya Selden, she was the 2021 uh, Summit League Player of the Year, one of the very best in the country. She'll be all the watch list. She's got to stay healthy to be able to lead this team. They've also got players like Tori Nelson and Peyton Burkhard. They are back. They also got South Dakota native Drew Galton from Utah. She transfers in. She was one of the best in assists in the Pac-12 last year. That's going to help the South Dakota team. They need more distributors out front so they can move some of their other guards off the ball to become more of a scoring threat. But this is a South Dakota State team. They'll challenge themselves in the non-con. They're going to look to run the table again in the Summit League and make some noise on the national stage. I think they can stay in this top 25 all season long. 23 for me is Michigan. I love this Wolverine program. I just think what they do and how they build it, the players that are part of it, it is gritty. It is tough. And even though they don't have Nas Hillman on that roster this year, the 2022 Big Ten Player of the Year and an All-American, it's not as though the cupboard was bare. You've got players like Leah Brown is back. And 
also some, uh, you've got Emily Kaiser returns. You've got Maddie Nolan and Layla Felia. All those are all big 12 are all big 10 caliber players. And the thing that I like about what Kim Barnes Rico does is that it isn't necessarily a rebuild, but it's a reload. It's a reloaded positions. And that can come from top recruits where they've got the number two recruiting class in the nation and they create matchup problems. So I never count out this Michigan squad simply because of the talent and their ability to guard people in the open floor. Number 24 is Georgia. Now, this is a new look and a new coach at Georgia. We know that Joni Taylor left Georgia to go to Texas A&M to be their head coach. The trickle-down effect was Central Florida then lost their head coach. And Katie Abramson Henderson takes over for the Bulldogs, a former Lady Bulldog herself. The thing here is, is that she not only was able to retain some of the talent that Georgia had, but she has brought with her a host of transfers, some of them following their coach from UCF and others were recruits that had committed to UCF and now are going to be at Georgia. So I really look for this uh, Georgia squad to be able to make some noise in the SEC. It'll be a new look with a lot of new faces, but ones that are familiar to the coaches. And number five is our second, or number 25 is our second mid-major program. And that number goes to the Princeton Tigers. I really like this Princeton team. Now, a lot of folks say, well, they've lost their player of the year, the Ivy League player of the year, and Abby Myers, well, she exhausted her Ivy League eligibility, so she wasn't going to be able to come back. But they're just one of the two mid-majors that are represented in this poll. They're the reigning regular season and tournament champions in the Ivy League. And I think they deserve this spot because they've got a lot of really talented players coming back. Players like Caitlin Chen, and I also like Julia Cunningham. But the recruiting class that Carla Baruby has put together, I think, is going to be one of those that helps them reach that next level. They'll be challenged in the non-con, and then they're going to look to really hold home court and steal wins on the road in the Ivy League. They're going after yet another Ivy League title, and I think they can do that with some big-time players, including the number 43 player in the class. That was Tabitha Monzi. You've got Taylor Charles and also the New Jersey Gatorade Player of the Year in guard Madison St. Rose. I think all of them can, can contribute right away and allow this team to win another Ivy League title and stay in this top 25. All right, as we said, there's a lot of questions. Not all of them are going to be answered early, but I hope this helps you understand why our top 25 looks the way it does at the beginning of the season. But that's the beauty of it. It's a preseason poll, and there's going to be so much movement and so many teams and so many players that are going to take us by surprise, that are going to jump up and beat people that we never thought they could. And then there's going to be the ones that will truly hold home court and stay steady throughout the season. But when push comes to shove, if you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best. So anybody that's looking to move their way up across the country, you're going to want to line up against these 25 teams and a few others. And that will tell you how good your squad really is. I want to thank everybody for being here today. Locked on women's basketball. I am Missy Heydrich, national correspondent at The Next. Please join us at thenexthoops.com for so much more information. You can follow me on Twitter at Missy Heydrich. You can also follow this podcast at Locked On Women's Basketball. So join me here on Mondays where we will talk all about college basketball. Everything from coaches to players to games, previews, what to look for, what are the hot topics in college basketball. We're going to have it covered. But also every other day of the week, you will be taken care of right here at this podcast, whether it's about the WNBA or international or college basketball news and notes, we have you covered at Locked on Women's Basketball.
Thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, everybody, for listening and for watching. We will see you next time right here at Locked On Women's Basketball.